0: getting started darling. The thing is,
1: I was born brilliant. Born fast.
2: And a little bit
0: mad. I'm I'm Cruel.
2: Welcome back to and only Minorities Report Film Podcast The Review Edition. And this is your colorful perspective into Disney's latest live-action. It's not a remake, it's just live-action film. <laughs> Cruella. Your favorite minorities are back. We are here. We are reporting for duty. My name is Raul. And today, the entire team is here for the first time in like a month? Here with me is my boy, Mo Shama. Hello. Also, to my right is Miss Drizzy Dre. What's up? And joining us again is that dude, that guy, that fella, that uh second best looking bearded man right here and right now today. And it's that Colby Mack from Colby told me.
1: Yo, 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 what well, oh, up? it's your boy Colby Mac. <laughs> but you can call me Cobella today. Oh <laughs> Did he
2: said Kelby? <laughs> he said Cobella. <laughs>
3: mm.
2: Oh, I was not ready for that. What's up, good people? You guys good? We ready to get into this? Yeah. Cruella. Uh, we're gonna get into this, but before we do, hey. Make sure you follow us on all the socials at mreportpod, that's Twitter, that's Instagram. Also, make sure you check out the site for any and all new content, written content. You can even go back and check out old reviews, smreportpod.com. But right now, first up on the report is our first quick non-spoiler general thoughts, followed by full spoiler discussion of Cruella.
0: Having been gifted with talent, innovation, and ambition, Stella has a dream of becoming a fashion designer. Life, however, seems intent on making sure those dreams never come true. Written by Dana Fox, Tony McNamara, and Aline Brosh McKenna. Directed by Craig Gillespie. Starring Emma Stone, Emma Thompson, Joel Fry. Paul Walter Hauser, and Mark Strong.
2: Ooh. So, first off, Shama, can you walk us through uh, the, the I mean, you know, this the, the release date changes or or at least the journey that this film has taken throughout uh
0: know, last year? You know? I think it's interesting that this movie, its theatrical release date was not changed by the pandemic. Cruella was originally scheduled to be released on December 23rd of 2020 before they started filming, but it was delayed to May 28th of 2021 as there were delay in in start filming and um, like the final casting and the production design and everything. So before the pandemic hit, they already pushed it to May of 2021. The only change that they added the premiere access for Disney Plus after, of course, the whole world changed. But the movie... It's one of the f- very very few movies that will hit its theatrical release on time.
2: Wow! All right, that's uh, that's cool. It's cool that they didn't jump the gun and like push it like so many other films just got pushed. You know, just cause let's just push it. Um, so it's interesting that that one did not get affected at all uh, by those uh, you know early pushes from twenty twenty one.
0: Yes, yeah, like. But let's get into general. Go ahead. They finished filming, but they had to reshoot some of the scenes during during the pandemic like um, last mm. year. But um most most of the filming happened before that. No, oh, okay.
2: Let's get into general thoughts. Uh Shamu, you just want to start us off with uh with your general thoughts on uh on everything?
0: Yeah. Honestly, I wasn't expecting anything. Um I remember we heard the announcement um like in 2016 that they are casting Emma Stone to play a new live action 101 Dalmatians uh, about Cruella like and and that was before even we saw uh, La La Land that was long time like like in November 2016 when Disney had like its mini announcement after D23 and uh, then we saw like her, I personally saw like her epic performance in, in La La Land and I was I, it became like okay let let me see why she decided to take this role after uh, she did that and at that time, we didn't even see uh, Beauty and the Beast, so our only live action experience was Cinderella, and it was great. So I was afraid that they are not doing something at the same level, and they didn't say that when the movie would be released. They just like I said that like, uh, there is a movie that, about Cruella that uh, in, in in development. And uh, then, by the time like time goes by, two years, and then they started like announcing different writers, different directors to be on board. But then I I became more excited at D twenty three in twenty eighteen when they said that um, uh, this guy that did Itania will be directing the film, and they are bringing the writer of of the favorite and uh, the story written by the one that uh, wrote the Devil Wears Prada. So. Oh, okay. I can we can see a team getting collaborated together to make something different. Even at that time, we didn't see Joker yet. But um, when I saw like the her, the first picture of the film, I was more excited uh, to see the film. When they added Paul Walter Hauser and uh, Joel Fry, um, I I loved him from Richard Jewell. I loved Joel Fry from Game of Thrones, and of course, like um, Emma Emma Thompson was great. Uh, Add on to the film, I remember like in 2016, they said that Nicole Kidman would be the villain, and then now we it was Emma Stone with Emma Thompson, I mean, which is great, great choice for the Baroness.
1: Thank God that didn't happen. Yeah,
0: it's hey, yeah, we don't know what
2: she would have brought to the role, but we just know <laughs> exactly. What Lots we of got. people
0: were uh, against Kate Blanchett <laughs> for uh, for Thor Ragnarok, and then everybody was like mesmerized um, by her performance and they they loved it so.
2: You know, there's one thing to think like, one thing that stands out to me, Shama, is that you, you said 2016. 2016. And I remember when Emma, when she was announced, and I was like, that doesn't feel like it was
0: 2016.
2: <laughs> it
1: was a long time ago. And it's, that is crazy. Bro, think uh, how yeah. long, think, think how long The Rock has been cast as Black Adam, and Black Adam literally is still in the yeah. mix of production. They, they, when was he? That was like, it what, 10 years
0: ago? Maybe nine cast? years ago? It was yeah, a long, and, bro. He was he was he was cast like before BBS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he and what's it? And Channing Tatum was it Was it was cast for something like long time ago, like nine ten years? Yeah, for Gambit. Was it he was cast for yeah, Gambit yeah, for like five yeah. years before.
2: Bruh. all That's right, weird. bro. Kobe
1: Mac. General thoughts on Cruella. Nah, I mean, yo, I think Shama kind of he said a lot of what I was feeling in regards like expectations, but yo. Just, can we just all collectively just clap it up for this movie Oh yeah, for becoming the best and my favorite live action Disney movie today. Yes, you wait, heard it.
2: Wait, mm-hmm. on. It's, it's, it's the best and it's- No, 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 can, no, no, no. Like, can Very it just be the best or your favorite? I word
1: it this way. You don't try to correct me, all right? You <laughs> kick you behind. Back to Puerto Rico with your judgment of my, <laughs> right, of my phonics, all right? What well, is the review. best
2: to you and your favorite?
1: No, the best and my favorite live-action Disney flick to date. And could I be a prisoner of the moment? I absolutely could be, right? But I don't are. care. <laughs> I don't care. This movie has got me so excited. I, I mean, it sing. seems to
3: be a thing, you know. You don't like something, and then later you like it. So <laughs> I, I, I mean, oh, whoa! You could flip.
1: Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait,
3: what is it? Wait, wait. Where's this coming
1: from? Okay, like listen. Okay,
3: what was that? What was that? Was it a show or something? It was like super hard on, yeah. and then like the next episode, yeah, oh, Wandavision. He's <laughs> oh. like,
1: I watched Wandavision again. It's pretty good. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Okay, one, my Wandavision rating still stands at like a six out of ten, and it's a weak six out of ten, right? Mm-hmm. Like oh it's, it's uh, right. But back to the more uh-huh. deserving topic of conversation is this banger. All right, I have watched this movie now. Two point two five times. Two point two five times. Okay, two point two five times. I want to
0: brag. I want to brag about this. I've been been watching the movie every time when I when I go to bed and let it uh, go and I sleep on it, like for maybe maybe a month now. I'm envious of you, bro. A month. You, (laughs) Jay.
1: I'm very very envious of you. I mean, hey, watching this in Dolby hashtag Kobe does Dolby. What an experience. I didn't foot the bill for the premiere access, all right? (laughs) Somebody else did. So I'm glad that it's on my Disney Plus for me just to be able to have one in the background. This movie's great. Like, it is really, really great. And this is the most, like, mature Disney movie that doesn't feel like a Disney movie but still does a lot of the Disney movie things that you kind of expect that I ever could have imagined, right? Like, me and, yo, shout out to the Mini Mac, a.k.a. Rye Rye, we had a ball with this film. Like, this was just so much fun. And, like, beforehand, I couldn't have cared less about a Mm -hmm. Disney villain origin story. That just sounds dumb to say it, right? (laughs) Disney villain origin story, okay? You know, I couldn't care less about her bozo goons at her side. I couldn't care less about the fact that the entirety of this character, as we know, is her trying to murder puppies. And thankfully, this movie
0: didn't care about that at all because she it never wasn't tries about to murder that stuff.
2: I mean, don't, put, don't put words yeah, in her for,
0: mouth. For me, no, I no. never considered her it, as a villain, by the way. I always consider her like an anti-hero. If you remember like, the
1: animated classic, 101 Dalmatians. No, she's definitely, she's
2: definitely, a in she the definitely a villain. She
1: was definitely a villain. She was definitely a cracked out coke fiend who was murder, looking to murder <laughs> puppies. All right? You do know that they based her character, her physical appearance, off of Whitney Houston, right? That's a fact. That's wild. Yeah, I mean, yo, it was a wild time back in them days, right? It was but a wild time, you're right. It really, really was. But I love the fact that this film didn't do any of that. And it also didn't pull the punch. This was not some like sanitized version of this character that, oh, the, the, the fear was she's going to become an anti-hero. No, she's still devilish. All the people around her are still devilish. There's honestly not very many heroes in this entire film. And I like that. This film was still essentially about bad guys. And they just weren't really, really bad because there was no opposition of a quote-unquote good force against them, which I thought was really unique and kind of risky. And I think that's what the magic of this film makes it work, is how bold it was in that story take, how super stylized the direction is. I really love this script. I found it wonderful. And the way it just all comes together, this is a very fresh spin on a classic character. And it's not inconsequential at all. Boom.
2: I like it. Great.
3: I liked it. I thought it was very good. There's a lot of stuff I agree with that Colby said, and there's a lot of stuff that I don't agree with. Um, <laughs> but as, as far as the movie goes, it was really good. The acting was really good. I keep thinking about Emma Stone and her her mouth expressions in mm-hmm. the movie, and it's just like – Yeah. I mean, for being <laughs> such a likable, known person – to take us out of that and like not see Emma Stone the entire movie, it was really difficult, I have to say, but still, it was really easy at the same time because she re- I really believed her and she did a really great job. I'm so glad they didn't kill puppies,
0: yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert, oh,
3: is that a spoiler? no. <laughs> I feel like that's a spoiler that most puppy lovers are okay with. Yeah, yeah They're
2: and like, they I don't need to know. No, <laughs> <in> <laughs> exactly.
1: In no way is there gonna be a threat of puppy murder or else yeah. I will absolutely rebel against this movie. I actually I actually really like how they handled that.
2: Yeah. Oh, um, it was
1: su- it was super cute. Yeah, yeah.
2: I re- I really love how they handled that. Um I really like how they made jokes about it. Got you know, no no, no spoilers, but like it's 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 really good.
3: Yeah, and one other thing I want to say, my only like downside of the film was character development pacing. Not pacing of the film, but specifically character development pacing. The back and forth and choices that the main character made felt a little too back and forth <laughs> for me. Mm. But that was the only thing. Other than that, I felt like it was it was really good. It was f- and the outfits were fire. Fire. No pun intended.
2: So I'm with uh, I'm with Kobe again. Also, like I, I, I really like and, and you know we already talked about Sean, but um, you know I could not have cared less about this movie. Just the fact that like really the only thing I cared about is that Emma Stone is in it, um, and sh- she's phenomenal. Um, and but but besides that, like I don't care about Cruella. I actually when I heard they were making Cruella, I was like, what? Who wants this? Nobody wants this. Um, and then yes, like I couldn't have cared about her goons, I couldn't like none of this and this movie really really makes you care. like I was genuinely extremely surprised like within the first 10 minutes of this film I'm like, wait a minute, what is going on? this is this is good. something happens right off that like at that beginning that like like Colby said like does not feel like like your regular Disney film. This feels different. it has this adult feel to it right off the bat it has like yes. It it feels like it is evil, but in the same time, it feels so much more adult than what we are, you know, uh, used to getting. Um, but walking into it, the trailer had not convinced me of anything, because I guess that the, ultimately, when I think about it, the likelihood of a character like Cruella Deville being corny and over the top. Is very high. I always say this like there's a lot of characters that are very difficult to get right. Drell Deville is one of those that can easily go wrong. Um, Now, mind you, though they they got most of it right here, I'm not trying to say that there are not some cheesy parts. They do, for me, they missed the mark on a couple of things here and there, but those are few and far between. And ultimately, ultimately, this film is fantastic. Both of the Emmas kill it like they bring their complete A game and you are enthralled by every moment they're on the screen. Like and we keep giving it to Emma Stone. Emma Thompson is on another level here. She is so fantastic to watch the entire film. She has she's she's such a great Villain, and another thing about Disney films is that very often the villains don't feel menacing and real enough. And she hits both those marks, mm-hmm. she's she intimidating feels like the a real... entire time. You say, What? She's intimidating the entire time, she's so incredibly intimidating, but she's also so charming, yeah. you know. And you, she, she's so like, yes, later. she's so fantastic. Um, so I, I want to give it up. You know, she gave me, I mean, and it makes sense. Aline Broshman kind of wrote this, she gave me those you know, Meryl Streep and Devil Wars Proud of Feels, but on another level, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I'm i all for this. I, I really don't care to have a 101 Dalmatian film, but if they make another Cruella, hey, I'll take it. I will take it all day.
0: Yeah, I think that's why, like, the way that the, I- they left the movie, like, open at the end, like, it was brilliant. Just yeah. like, okay, maybe one day we'll make it, maybe not. But it's interesting that all of us, like, mentioned this. It's an unexpected Disney movie. You know, and, uh, and it's not the regular Disney movie and it's a PG 13 that like nobody would have agreed on it, like maybe five or six years ago. But, um, I think that's, that's smart from Disney that they tried trying to change upon what the people need. So if people want something else, hopefully, hopefully that will be a different pathway for them to start, uh adding more things like, you know, having the PG 13 here, really, as you guys said, made it so interesting for adults. And uh, at the same time, age nine, uh, yeah. and above are enjoying the film under nine. Like it's, it's, it's scary for them a little bit, yeah. but yeah. over nine, it's, it's, it's wonderful for them. It's a, uh, it's a different thing. So, you
1: know, I was going to say, I just felt very comfortable with Mariah in the seat. There was nothing that was depicted that I felt like, kind of like, Ooh, you know, cause like, You know, it's crazy. We think like the Marvel films are PG 13, and typically you get away with like an F bomb here or there, some like other profanity and stuff like that, some more like, you know, innuendos. And this film didn't have Mm -hmm. to do that, but it's PG 13 only in its tone and the mood, right? Because we are talking about people that are trying to kill people, you know, like, and they're doing bad things, and that's really it. So it seems like this big departure from Disney, but if we're going to get more films like it, then I welcome it. I welcome it,
2: I, and we've been saying this for a while You know, just because it's a kids movie Doesn't mean that you don't try to find a way To make it, you know, enjoyable to adults uh, You know, many films have done it in the last couple of years You know, I always throw Dora and the Lost City of Gold Out there as one example It's a kids movie, but it's so enjoyable to adults And this movie, He on those same marks You know, it's, it's, it's a kids movie But it's so, so, so Enjoyable and funny For adults to enjoy So, hey, if you are not If you have not seen it and you are on the fence, this is a movie you want to go see. Whether you watch it at home, we're about to get into spoilers, but whether you watch it at home or you go to the theater to see it, you know we saw it in Dolby and it it was just on another level. You know, I just I really wanted to enjoy it in Dolby and it was it just brought it to another place. So if that's the way you want to go with it, go watch it. Uh, You know, it seems like we're all here in agreement. This is a movie that needs to be seen. Um, and, and and I just don't see how people don't thoroughly enjoy this movie. So as we get into spoilers, hey, if you have not seen it, this is what you want to check out. You want to go watch that movie, but you want to come back and finish listening to our thoughts because we're going to have some good combos here. We're going to have some good, uh, some good uh, uh, fun little talks on uh, not only this film, but on other Disney live action films. So make sure you come back, check us out after you've seen the movie because we are about to get into spoilers so again final spoiler warning a first on this pod i think we are talking about costume design first because how can you not how can you not how with this can movie? you not dre thanks for chiming in Wow. <laughs> what did you think of the costume design and and, and mainly what outfit are you rocking first
3: Okay. Well, first of all, I will, one of my favorite shows is Runway. Um,
2: Project Runway?
3: Yeah, Project Runway. And I quote Tim Gunn all the time because mm-hmm. he's amazing. But um, Make it work. <laughs> <laughs> make it work. You got to know when to edit. <laughs> um, yeah. And the fact that I've seen so many talented people make garments and then to see a movie just <laughs> – wipe the floor with anything i've ever seen (laughs) was just amazing like the creativity was incredible and not just the creativity but the but the execution it wasn't like tasteless creativity it was it was just good creativity and i loved the i'm gonna use fancy words the juxtaposition between the 70s and the 80s And how she's like living in that transition, and how her the modernness that she's bringing to these outfits is is seriously heavily influenced by some of the stuff we know from the eighties, and everybody else is still designing in the seventies. So I just thought that was so cool. Um, But even like in the in like the avant garde stuff, it was really good. But even in like the stuff that wasn't avant garde. It was so good as well. Like the, the garments that she was designing for the house were different, but just as good as the garments that she was designing for herself. Um, yeah, it was amazing. Especially the one that had all the cocoons on it. It was beautiful. Mm. I, like It literally took my breath away.
2: Is that, is that the one you rocked in
1: first? Um, Before they hatch, I bet. <laughs> Before, Before they, they hatch. hatch. <laughs> was it a huge damn surprise? Cause I did not see that coming at all.
3: Like no, I I did, I did not did? see it coming.
2: <laughs> I did. I did.
3: I didn't. I, I knew I, there was something that she was up to, but I did not know it was. I
2: did. not Yeah, I didn't know it was going to be that. But I was like, I, I did look at the things, and I was like, man, I bet you those things are either going to change color, or they're going to like fall off, or something bad is. I didn't. I didn't. I guess I didn't see moths coming. Yeah. But I, I was like,
1: there's something wrong with these stones. That's such a smart like foil. Like it's it's incl- it's. It's incredibly clever it's to try so, to like so pull that off, like within the story. And I think that's why I really respect this character, the fact that she's super fashion for, like what Dre's saying. Like she's, she is she steps ahead. That's that natural born talent and gift to be such a forward thinker, right? So innovative, so creative. And her brain even works in regards to I mean, well, honestly, it works in tandem with what um Horace and 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 with what Jasper's doing. Like, Collectively, they they in their schemes. The fact that we get that little, like you know, uh, you know, the, the little uh, 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 a series of shots and everything like just kind of seeing how they've grown up. It was wonderful, like and 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 I think that like that vibrancy and like how imaginative just is all throughout, especially with the fashion like we're talking about, right? Like it, mm. it's man, I, I I'm pretty sure there's going to be some type of lookbook with this movie that's going to come out, and I actually want to buy it now. Mm. Like I, yeah. I want to be able to see. Everything that came up because I'm pretty sure, like, I'm, I'm gonna watch this over and over again. My daughter wants to be a fashion designer, and she was just like, Oh my god, daddy, this dress, like, this was great, like, this was awesome. And I'm yo, this easy is the front runner for me for like wardrobe and costume oh, design for sure. If it yeah. doesn't
3: win, I'm gonna be pissed.
1: Yeah, I mean, but, it, um, I, early,
3: as, far but- as, oh, <laughs> okay, as far as, oh, sorry, as far as what outfit mm-hmm. I would wear first, do you remember the one that was kind of like really English-influenced that had like the-
2: I don't even know what that means, so. <laughs> Describe <laughs> Yeah,
3: like, like you know, kind of like the uniforms that the army Oh, wears. the military one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, and it has like the shoulder pads, and then it has like pants. Because I, I was trying to remember one that had pants, because I, I, I lean towards the ones that have pants. And then um, the skirt that goes on top was amazing.
1: Was that this the one the- where she? Um, so Here, in one of her fashion stunts as Cruella, where Jasper and Horace lock her inside of her car, and yes, then yes, yes, she- one she, yeah, yeah. yeah, she hops yeah, on yeah. top in this kind of like military, kind of like bolero style jacket, full with the badges and everything, and this super long train that drapes over her, and you could barely see uh, the Baroness peeking out the side when all the cameras are rolling, and it says the past on the sash that like goes down of it.
2: Yeah. Cause you gotta, you got you gotta see the Baroness, right? You gotta see her face. Exactly. Like you have to know well, that she's there. If you don't there. see her, it doesn't count.
1: It's, it's <laughs> it was like, it was so strategic. It was like that. The, all the little stunts of her, of her, like her, of her growing the brand of Cruella was fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah.
0: That's a great direction. Yeah. Like uh, this guy, like everything here that I liked is what I liked at I, Tonya. And he, he did it here. What will, mm-hmm. fit, will fit the character and what will, fi- will fit the story. And with these two great performances, the costumes and the art design of this film like really should win, unless like we're gonna see something amazing by the end of the year. Like, but so far from what I've seen, uh, there's there's nothing that that surpassed it. I don't know the garbage truck
1: dress. Oh,
0: like, so smart. Yeah. my dudes
1: stole a garbage truck, Bro. <laughs> and the then way- essentially the- unloaded, which I'm I'm presuming it's all of the like retired and old drab. Uh, dresses that the Baroness has designed and it became the train attached to the bodice that Cruella was wearing and she rides off into the twilight on the back Um, and like that shot of her (laughs) on the side of the truck it reminded me of the Joker in the Dark Knight oh yeah yes sure yes yes, yes. yes. it was so like I feel like that was done so intentionally the angle the darkness
0: everything like even the music music was like uh, yeah yeah Oh, but maybe. it's
2: just, it's, it's like, even that same scene, like, when it just opens up and just dumps that clothes down, mm-hmm. and then she just stands up at her. Like, it's just, it's it's a, it's a good scene. <laughs> like, okay. it's a strong <laughs> scene. Uh, I'll tell you what, if, for me, when I think of what outfit I want to rock, bro, I want that white cloak thing that catches on fire. Yeah, Who but doesn't you have want to, that? You
3: have to keep in mind that you have to wear the dress underneath it as well. Like
2: yeah. that's no, I'm why
1: wearing, I didn't. i nothing underneath it. Oh, well, that's <laughs> okay. It. <laughs> Nobody light <lied> a match. <laughs> Nobody light a match. So who 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 wore better? All right, Katniss Everdeen in Catching Fire, or our girl Cruella in Cruella?
3: Mm, I mean, mm. I mean, you're talking about innocence, not really knowing what's going on, but like a great symbol. Yeah. But then in Cruella, it's somebody who's like, I know Purposeful. I'm a bad. You know Yeah Mamma jamma And so jamma. <laughs> it's, it's just two different aesthetics But the fact that she's wearing a dress that she designed I would say that's Even cooler than wearing a dress that somebody else designed I'm gonna
2: say this one I'm gonna say it Here Because the book did it better For uh mm. <laughs> For The Hunger Games I remember reading that and being like This is a great moment And then watching the movie and being like Yeah this is a good moment <laughs>
3: all right <laughs> wait we didn't hear what outfit shama was gonna wear
2: oh shama what, shama what outfit you wear
0: hmm. <laughs> i like the when they were all wearing uh cruella's uh wig on their dresses like uh, that, and she designed it you, you, so you, that's like one of hers uh I, yeah, that's even, right. Even Paul Walter yeah. Hauser. Oh my god, was. that was wonderful. Like seeing this, oh. like I, that that was the most time I've ever been laughing in the maybe the <laughs> last year. Like uh, I couldn't believe it. I didn't expect it. Like even with the makeup and like yeah, that was that was good. The uh, Paul Walter Hauser is the fact really Paul Walter Hauser
1: cool. somehow looks like Ursula. Exactly.
0: What, <laughs> with with that what that reveal I'm saying. It's like oh my god, he looks like <laughs> Ursula so
1: Yo, shout out, I tweeted that I want to be that specific costume uh, of uh, of Horace for Halloween and Paul Walter Hauser liked my tweet. So shout out to you, my guy. I love it.
2: Shout out. Colby Mack,
1: technicals. Talk to me about him. Yo, I want so much more of this world. Like, I believed in this entire thing. I believe that transition from the mid-60s to the early 70s, I mean, it sold this period perfect world. Like, I could feel the smell of the smog. I mean, and smog was like a very big thing that was emblematic of that time and you could feel like this kind of heaviness and dinginess to the air um it was like this kind of like grayness to it i really love the way that this picture looks and granted i got the benefit of watching on dolby it looked amazing it sounds amazing and i was like like so i wasn't totally in love with some of the cg throughout the film um very early on we got the Dalmatians, and we typically know them as these kind of like very lovable pups, and these things were vicious. They felt a little cartoonishly um, vicious to me, and I think that well, just- Well,
3: Dalmatians are vicious.
1: Oh, they are? Oh, in my yeah. mind, there's they're kind of like these sweet, angelic dogs. Dalmatians, but... Dalmatians
2: are one of the dogs that are not allowed in apartment complexes, like I, along with what? what? Yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh. the Pipples
3: doesn't make sense, <laughs> the <laughs> Dalmatians See, make sense.
1: That shows you the power of Disney, where they took a vicious beast- and then 25, <laughs> 30 years ago, made it seem as if like they were little angels, and apparently right. they're not. But you know, right. from from dog from the the, the best dog. I mean,
2: dog every that dog
3: can be good. That's right? true. It's not. It's well, not across the board. Like sure. our our dog Malachi, the Rottweiler, Rottweiler is super sweet.
2: Mm. Yeah, they have a bad rep now, mind you. I did read an article that says that hundred one Dalmatians. One of their biggest complaints about it is that Dalmatians in general do not get along with other dogs, <laughs> even <laughs> other down patients. So they're like, you put 101 of them together, they're not getting
1: along. <laughs> yeah. But there was another dog, I, I forget the name of the dog that um, Estella has, um that she found. I don't know. Uh, I call him Ponky because he looks like my mom's old dog. Got you. But honestly, yo, it was Wink that was doing it for me. Give me that little Chihuahua. I want a little yo, toy of it. I'm ready was, for like all the Wink merch else. to come all the way. I want to kiss him on
3: the mouth right
1: um but to be honest with you even <laughs> Listen, with some i of love the little, dogs
3: like, i'm not kissing a dog on the mouth i know too much
1: I'm i know brilliant. too much but yo even with some of like the walkie cg like i i guess i had like my dalmatian spotted cover glasses on because i did not care i washed everything away and don't even get me started on the absolute beggar that nicholas Patel brings to this movie yo I cannot stop listening to the score of this film. Um, I was almost a little annoyed because there's so much soundtrack in this film that it sometimes drowns out this amazing score that's underneath. but my acute hearing always heard it. It was like this like really appropriately angry and stylized kind of pop punk fusion score mm-hmm. and it sells the entire mood of the film alongside this kind of really dope time capsule of a soundtrack and this mid 60s early 70s aesthetic. I like the movie technically is like so damn if you guys have not listened to this to the soundtrack, <laughs>
0: the
1: soundtrack's good. Listen to Nicholas Patel's score of this movie. It is phenomenal.
0: I agree. It is phenomenal. That's the word that I've been yeah. using for the score. And uh, for the soundtrack, soundtrack, the choices of these songs that they made, that they chose is like marvelous. Like every and every one of them matches the the colors, matches the pictures, matches the performance, matches the movement, matches like the the smog, the the sky, the stairs, everything. And uh, choo- choo- the shoes match the choosing skirt. Florence and the Machine to do this song. Like it fits it. Wow. It, like, it is so good. Her, her crazy, voice, and exactly, crazy, and the the choice of words crazy, and. Um, and then yep. yeah, this is amazing. Like Florence and the Machine, like they chose her for Game of Thrones for that like epic episode. They chose her here and um like perfect fit.
1: Shama, let me know if you've heard this. You two roll Dre. I could have swore that I heard in the interview, or maybe I was reading an article or something like that. I'm 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 super correlated right now. They they got they had the soundtrack ready to go before even like working
0: on the film. Like essentially they were writing it to the music. I didn't I didn't know that but uh, but I can I can see that. I can see that like the, I did not know yeah. Cuz I mean a,
1: a lot of these scenes were kind of very deliberate and like the, I mean it, it and I I don't mind that at all. Like you know like I mean shit when I when I write <laughs> I like to have music in the background that's kind of like what inspires like you know you know when I'm writing a particular scene but is that is that cool for you as a director Oh, like is that something like you know oh um
3: hmm. I think I don't think Raul would ever tackle a project like that, but I feel like he'd be open to it with his love of music
2: i guess i guess I might be i guess I would be open to it if it's like if at the very least they know my vision you know what I mean and then they can start working on the music for it i like I've heard like there's a there's a, man I, I'm blanking on who it is right now but somebody likes to write music to scripts like they it's, it, it's a it's, a, it's a, Somebody's going to reach out to us It's a renowned uh, mm. composer And he, he he's known for He gets the script and he starts writing music to the script um, And that to me is, it Feels better than just like Knowing the the, the premise mm-hmm. And being like oh yeah I know what this is going to feel like I'm just going to write music gotcha. But like I, I feel like it I mean clearly Nicholas knows what he's doing But like it doesn't beat to me Like seeing the scene and being like Oh I know what this sounds like and then being right. able to create it. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. But no, I'm totally with you guys. Um, the Yes, the only thing that stood out as a sword to me was the dogs. Um, but the film is, is, is technically really great. The cinematography is fantastic. The coloring, I love the grungy, like the darkness, the like, yeah, the, the grunginess of it all. Um, and I love just the fun creativity that we get to have with like from scene to scene um, and just, yeah, just the way they tackled everything. Uh, the film is, is beautiful just t- to look at. Just like the, tr- the, 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 posters that we were getting, the images, the stills, you know, and the, po and the trailer. Um, the film is beautiful to look at. Um, also incredibly well written and directed. We've been touching on that a little bit, but like, You know, the way this film, you know, Colby, I remember when we had a a short conversation about Cruella, I think it was right after one of us got out of the theater, you had said, oh, I was a little worried at the beginning when we're we're watching the kids so much, you know, when she's young and like, you were worried that it was going to go on too long and you were going to check out, but it doesn't, it like, it, it, you know, and and I I kind of felt the same way. I was like, Mm -hmm. all right, I I don't mind this, but I really want to get to M-Stone. Um, and we get there pretty quick. We get that establishment of who she is, where she comes from, how she grew up. Um, and then she grows up pretty quickly. We get to see how her um, and her goons meet. It's Jasper and Horace. Yes.
1: Yes. Sir. yes.
2: We get to see how they meet, um, which is cute. We get to see you know her follow them back to the hideout.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, them invite her to the team, or at least Jasper invite her to the team. No,
1: being a homeless runaway orphan... Seems like a lot of fun in like that time in London.
2: <laughs> in London, at the very least, in that time, it was dope. You could just go into an if empty building. If you have building.
3: the talent of being a hustler, <laughs> I don't think I would be good at it. Also,
2: they own that building now. They've lived in it long enough. Yeah, oh <laughs> yeah, like Squatters is. Rights, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah Squatters' right. It's theirs now. That that, that building belongs to them. Um, but no, uh, the film, like it, you know, it opens up, and then it, you know, one thing I want to touch on at the very end. Of her, well, I guess not at the very end, but like when this film hit me it's like, oh, we, I, like this is something else, and it grabbed my attention mm-hmm. was when we see her mom die, yeah, because I, I, like I was, I was not expecting that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if if one of y'all was nope. expecting.
3: No, that, I was not expecting. But that. I was
2: like, did Disney just? did Disney just have dogs push a woman off a cliff, bro? But
3: you know, I
2: wish
0: loves to have like the, the princess or like the main character like having her mom or her dad dies, you know, like most of them having that. Like, yes, but we but we never, we'll never see, see it like this. What do you see? Like I the, will say the trainer? way it was executed.
1: Yeah, the way it was executed, I was like, Huh. That's why it's different. And that's why okay. everybody liked it. And that's why it's But it pays off in the end because we go back to the scene and it made more sense. Right. And when when I watched it a second time, I heard the whistle at oh, the beginning I heard of that. The whistle. Ooh. I heard it the first time. I said I didn't hear it the first time. So I, was I like, did. like, what <laughs> is going on? Where did these, what's wrong with these dogs? <laughs> well, this is not right. What did they do? You know? And I'm like, that is so. I heard that whistle because it
0: was written. How do
3: like,
1: you confuse the little girl with the black and white hair for like the slightly taller woman with red hair? Like, it's not hard, dumb
0: dogs. I heard the listen because it was written. That's why I said like, oh, that's like something is there. Oh, you see, you got yeah, the subtitles. Like, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, because I was, oh. I was. So wait, did, you, what, and, and did you watch it with the subtitles and, too? No, I did Like, I, I did like I, I had to do that in Arabic, so I had like to say like uh, yeah yeah yeah. Oh okay, I didn't even hear it. So
1: I wonder if that spoils
0: it because I
1: I I because I wasn't expecting it. It, it didn't seem to kind of correlate because everything was, the action was happening at the same time. Mark Strong, you know, chasing up the girl and stuff like that. So, um, Nah, it's interesting. So so like so, but you did know that it was the Baroness, right? I like, knew that, that it was the Baroness, Baroness. You're
2: like, oh yeah, that's the woman.
1: Well, yeah, but I, I had no... So I was super along with the mystery. I had no idea what the connection was to Estella's mom and this oh. woman. I thought that Estella was the daughter of the Baroness. Because I'm like, I like she still looked fairly... I was like, oh, this must... Or like, a, or like a young sister or something like that. Somebody who was cast away from the family because we were told that she right. has this heirloom necklace or whatever, and she wants to come back. So I'm like, okay, she has to go meet a friend. That's what she says. So like, I never put it together that Estella was the Baroness. Like, so every surprise that happens in this film... Like was l- legit that I did ah. not see it coming at all.
2: I saw it, but like I was still enthralled. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and but you know, back to that moment, like it's it doesn't cut away. No, nope. like she gets pushed, and we get an eagle eye shot from the other side of the cliff as her body tumbles over the cliff and spins into death into That's the water. The really, because we see the waves <laughs> crashing. Yeah, it's it's brutal. And I was like, oh, oh, this is not this is not your typical (laughs) Disney kids movie. And then we get, you know, and then the movie kind of keeps that same tone. And like you said earlier, you know, it's not it's it's really just in the themes. Right. That hits that that PG-13 level. It's, it's it's in that sense that like, yes, we're talking about murder. We're talking about somebody murdered somebody else. We're talking about when she finds out, she's like, I'm going to murder her, you know, and there's mm-hmm. just a sense of just like, oh, this is a very adult world. Yeah. You know, but we're seeing it through a kid's, you know, kid's movie. Um, and it's, it's just, you know, it keeps you going. It keeps you so engaged. The, the dialogue, I mean, guys, like me and Desiree, that's like, we were laughing so hard. That scene, where the Baroness is talking down to those two guys. Oh my
1: gosh!
3: <laughs> what well, I was taking notes. <laughs>
1: yeah, the way that she reads them, it was so good. Was like before you go.
3: <laughs> no, but she the way she deli- like they didn't even see it coming. She no. was like, "I have some."
2: Um- no, she, they were gonna say something. They were like, "They were like, we have some. Like we need to keep it. Can we keep it frank or something like that?" They, yeah, like they were about to talk down to her. And she was like, Oh yes, no, yeah, did. let's let's no, do
3: they they made some observations about her garments because they were in their stores. And she said, Okay, now it's my turn to make some observations. Uh. And then she goes ham on their personal attire. And and it was amazing. And I was like, I'm oh. taking notes. And next time a guy gives me opinions about something, <laughs> I'm just gonna go ham on <laughs> what he's wearing. I was <laughs> <Not laughs> also on her personal she, went she
2: went ham on their personal attire. She the
1: yes.
0: and She was amazing.
1: Yeah, she's she 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 was fantastic. I, I mean, Disney since since I watched Hook, right? That was the first time that I had an on-screen crush in a movie, right? Um, Tinkerbell has never been so fine in my entire life. Julia Roberts as Tinkerbell. Like, that, sh- that just did it for me. I just, since then, when I went, whenever, I can't remember how old I was. When I first watched that, I was like, yo, tall, white women, short hair, let's go. Like, that's been, <laughs> that's been Colby's kryptonite for a very long time. And yo, Emma Thompson, at this age, I don't care. Yo, she's never been fine in her entire life. Now, now, like, now, now, now mind
2: you, I felt the exact same way about Meryl Streep and Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And in this like, one, I was like Emma Thompson. Let's go, yo! Just what is happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a compliment. Any is- any
3: women out there?
2: No, over
3: 55
2: fifty-five. I've got
3: some men for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it was no, no, no. She really, yeah, she, she looked incredible. She, she carried that character. Um, you know, like it just incredibly. You know, the performances, and also this is the direction, but from Gillespie, like the way he had them. You know, fully, they were fully in on this role, but they didn't go too far. Again, these are characters that you easily could take yes. too far, and they were not. And their, you know, their beats were fantastic. Their line delivery was phenomenal, and just. You know it, who they were was consistent from beginning, middle to end. Like it just the entire film, they were who they are. When we see them in the past, they are who they are. You know, uh, uh, Emma Thompson as the Baroness is always on that note. She's she's always that person. It's so incredibly consistent, and she nails it. Also, the relationship between Emma Stone or between Cruella and jasper was so like yes between the, the between jasper and horace like it, they're they're trying like horace is like it never got old the joke about the uh
1: the angle the angle, the angle that's
2: what it is the the joke about the angle never got old like it was like oh man it is funny every time reminds me of right. stan right.
0: and ollie uh, and lauren hardy at that time ah i didn't even put that together yeah, yeah. it's like of Stan and Ollie, like L- Laurel and Hardy, like the the black and white. Uh, I missed that movie. It came out what twenty? Was it twenty twenty? Stan and Ollie, like no 2017, Yeah, the one that, um, that um... But like I'm talking about like the original oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. guys, like the Loretta and Hardy the original like, guys. Yeah, it's like that the relationship between both of them, and I know that like the, I think they were written in the book like based on these real characters at that time because their movies were played in mm-hmm. the 30s and the book was written at that time, and. Uh, I love the the relationship between a, a, a smart uh, thief and a dumb thief, and like, it's re-
3: yeah. Well,
1: so, but but this is the thing, Shao, Yo, Horace really isn't dumb. I don't know what to call. He's it, actually like, like, a, 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 like, it's not dumb. It's like, I, it's it's weird. There's something about him that you would think is like bumbling, but he's really not. He's actually like really bright, super calculating. He's devising all these really unique. Like he gets into these places that he's not supposed to get into, right? Yeah, like. They pull off just about they are winning. I don't know why they're still in that place because it seems like for 10 years that, that were sold to us. Okay, let's let's that 10 years passes from when they're kids to when we get presented to them as adults. They don't look like they're only 10 years older. All right? Like I'm not like I they probably look like they're all in their early 30s. That, that's probably the one thing that, like, I was like, okay, <laughs> I am not buying them as under 25, but whatever. Um, because yo, this is the best that I've ever seen Joe Fry. Um, I'm not going to say that this is the best that I've ever seen Paul Walter Hauser, but my dude is so automatic. He is so consistent. He's PWH so has not let me down in anything. That he's done, in my opinion, yeah. um, I already have him bloods, penciled in. Like,
0: even in the Five Bloods, that's a very yes, minor absolutely. role. He it, was really that, good. Yes, such, yeah, such yeah,
1: a tiny yeah. role. You're right. Um, I have him as a best perform- uh, best supporting performance personally. Inside of like, you know, um, I'm, I'm trying my best to try to make sure I have everything, you know, filed away for when uh, award season comes back around. You know, later this year, beginning of next year. Um, I loved what he did with this character because sure. what was presented to me as Horace inside of the animated film from the 1960s was this kind of like oaf. The same thing with Jasper, this slinking, tall, big yeah. nose, dumb idiot, this ghoul-looking guy. And Joel has so much heart; he cares yeah. for a That's what they did with
0: Lefou. like, but here, he yeah. they made it like brighter, and, like nice, and the comedic, and even better.
2: Even this, yeah. this is even better. Yeah, that's than so LeFou. What
0: I'm saying, that's I think a, that maybe, be it is. Than, it than it, it definitely the- is better than yeah. Lefou,
1: but Lefou had some charm to him. The, these guys. Both had. I love their symbiosis, the way that they played off of one another. I want the spinoff film of Jasper and Horace. I want it right now.
0: You can expect a the TV show. No, no, no. no, no,
1: I, no, want TV show no. I want a, I don't think a movie. What
3: are you talking about? Yeah, bro. I want a rom-com with Cruella and
1: Don't say Jasper. Jasper.
3: Jasper. No, bro, there I is something think that's what, like, I think that's what
1: worked. The fact that it almost looked no, like it was going to veer and, into and that, so- and it didn't. If they tried
2: to it was there. If they tried to squeeze it into this movie, it would have ruined it and it would have ruined the film. So, but like having another film where that is at the heart of it would be fantastic. Because I love how they establish it in this Mm -hmm. and I love the subtlety of it. And like really the most you get is when he says, Like, I can't say no to you. You know, and you're just like, Oh, he loves her.
1: But I think he loves her like a sister. Uh, no, that's that's not. Right, not. I say no to my sister oh all the time, gosh. bro. <laughs> I don't know. It, it was definitely different. But so my hope you don't is, know what though, it's like
2: to have a sister. You'll say no. in,
1: in, in the sequel film that I'm planning for Cruella, because I still feel like by the end of the story, we are still very far removed from the Corella that we've grown to know. Absolutely. The, the you know the Glenn Close Cruella. This seems like okay. There's still some ish that's happened. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know what happens there. However in the universe that I'm building. Okay. One, I was very surprised that there was a Black Anita in this movie. Shout outs, right? Okay. Hey. That there was a brown Roger in this movie. Shout outs, okay? Um what's Anita's last name in this film? Darling. Just, okay. I don't what know. other classic Disney characters? just kidding. Characters That's just li-
3: what she calls her.
1: Oh, oh no, I thought her name was Darling, for real.
3: I don't know. I, she just said, darling. darling. Yes, Please, Anita Darling. Oh, it is she Darling. It is darling. Oh, it, entire, is, it, it is darling, Oh, yeah. was.
1: I remember. Okay, okay, great. I have no idea if that's her name in the book or in the animated movie. Um, but what other name? classic Disney character? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, Wendy's last name. Wendy's last name is Darling. And if this is set in the same world where Peter Pan is, I'm, oh, yo, Okay, so all right, I want the, <laughs> yeah. Who's the new? We're gonna get to a little bit later, but like I, I want Hook in this world. I want Hook before he becomes Hook, and I want him in also this I London. want, a black I want him to fall in love with Cruella. She breaks his heart, and then we end up getting a film that's his origin story before he goes off to Neverland.
2: That's it. She picks Jasper, breaks Hook's heart, and he goes to come on, son. That's it. But he, but Hook has to kill Jasper. What the hook? Oh, that would be. What just oh. happened? <laughs> we just made Disney a billion that. That's just what
3: happened. We have Black and <laughs> Darling. We're we have
2: a that.
0: black Tinkerbell. So that's enough for now. Like, let's continue. <laughs> I <laughs> oh love God, it. That's right. Tinkerbell's gonna be black. Right? I is black. It. Yara Shahidi is black. So. That's right. I forgot about that. They already finished. This so is The movie's coming cool. on Disney+. Plus. So excited. So
2: as we wrap up, I got one question. Maleficent. Joker. Cruella. I'm curious to know what we think, what we thought. I guess we've kind of touched on it. Colby definitely mentioned it. What we thought before. I'll start with Shama. What we start before we started watching them. And what we think now as we move forward on like this whole making films based on making a villain a hero.
0: Shot. I always believe that, like inside any villain, he's still or she's still a human being. Like they have their own personalities; that they have the the good in them. I'm not validating what they are doing, but sometimes I I love to understand why did they become what they became? Why did they be? Why did they became what they become? Whatever it is, <laughs> why this happened? Right. right, they became what they become. Exactly. So and um um. I do, I still I do not consider Maleficent or uh, or Cruella uh, a villain. I consider them like anti-hero. I consider Joker a villain more. But um these the less like if we're talking about the movies, like the live action movies of these three, um Cruella on the first level with Joker, like Maleficent then on the next level. But what they did here with Cruella, what like exactly what happened with Joker? Like I can relate. Like I'm not validating, but I can relate why each of them is like that, and I love um, that we're seeing what we have never seen before for um, for what's happening. We know about Maleficent and wh- what happened in her life, but like we have never seen it like the, the, the way the same way we have seen on the big screen. So I, I think it's a good thing.
3: I like the idea of exploring villains and really tapping into not making them so one dimensional or surface. But really understanding the person. Because I feel like in my own life, there are people in my life who I would label a villain in my life. But they're also heroes in other people's lives. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, just because they're a villain in my life doesn't mean they're a villain, period. Do you know what I mean? I feel like we have interactions like that all the time. So the fact that we're looking into villains and maybe giving a new perspective on a character, it, it feels real. And a bit authentic <laughs> it feels real and a bit authentic,
2: yeah I Kobe I'm gonna wrap with you, but you know I was after person being a wallflower had come out I was I went to a thing where I, I saw um Stephen Stephen Chabowski, how you pronounce his name um speaking and they asked him about about something similar to this and you know his response was so great and it was similar on what Shama was saying and and, and what you're saying and that is that he truly believes. That, and, and this was his approach to the, you know, quote unquote villain of Percy being a wallflower. He believes that no that villains, when they look at themselves in the mirror, they do not see themselves twirling a mustache. They do not see a villain when they look at themselves. They see a regular human being trying to just get through life. And that's his approach to writing bad people. You know, quote unquote bad people. They're not bad people to themselves. If you try to write them as they as bad people, then like they don't come off as authentic. And so his approach is like he puts himself himself in their place and writes them in that from that perspective. And I I think it was phenomenal.
1: Colby Mac. This question it kind of perplexed me a little bit, only because I think it further can perpetuate for some folks, especially for a lot of critics, in regards to I don't want to put this. <laughs> this movie being like unpurposeful. Um a top tomato critic said that Cruella is an atrocity with neither purpose what? nor soul should it come as a surprise.
3: And this is why people hate critics. <laughs> oh to hey. oh, oh wow. You wow, need to wow go I love
0: away. Actually a lot of people hate what critics. Said exactly. Lots of people hate critics and yeah. I love that wow. Yeah. I can understand hyperbole, that Cruella
1: is an atrocity. That seems a bit much, right? With neither purpose nor soul. Yeah. I sense a lot of bias into that.
3: You know what happened? Mm-hmm. He saw himself in a bad character. I'm so sorry. And he couldn't handle it. I always assume it's a guy. I'm so sorry. But um, <laughs> just they need to go away. <laughs> I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> Was
1: it a guy?
0: Just say they.
1: Well, I mean, but just that question, right? What do we <laughs> think of these films where we take a villain and make them a hero? Societally we've been cultured to always root for the hero. So when we watch a story play out where there's not a, where our protagonist is essentially the antagonist of another film, it almost feels like what is the point of this, right? I think like you said, we I don't want to see these, you know, these these surface level one-dimensional characters. Villains very much are the heroes of their own story, and as long mm-hmm. as it's a good story, that alone has a purpose. Yeah. Every story that's written has a purpose to be told, and it's told. So to call a film not purposeful, it, yeah. it, it, it just it seems it's illogical. It's
3: insulting to, me. to the writers. Incredibly. It's insulting to everybody who works so hard on this. Like I can't even. It's like some. It's they're that guy who stands in front of like a Monet and thinks, "Oh, I didn't work hard on this." Like go yeah. away. <laughs>
1: when 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 I hear this from critics to say that there's no soul, one what does that even mean? Like it's, these films are not made in a factory in like a 3d printer. Just like we paint the story here. We put the character. No, that's not, there's, I don't understand how anybody can objectively watch this movie and be like, Oh, this wasn't necessary. At the beginning, I said that this movie felt so not inconsequential. And that's the one thing that I really wanted to make sure that there was a reason to tell this story, right? Because I mm. didn't care about Cruella Deville. At the end of this movie, yo, I care so much. Even the little funny things that you kind of get, like where she gets the name, you know, Deville from. It's from I knew it was from the car, but like hearing Horace be able to kind of come up there and he's like, uh, oh, Deville, right? Like, it's 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 so great, it's it has charm to it. So, yo, I want to see. Anything else? As long as it's, as long as it is purposeful, right? I don't think that there's been any of these kind of stories that we've seen, just even outside of Disney, where it's like, oh, this is not purposeful. I mean, it can be not done well. That doesn't make it not purposeful. Like those are yeah. two very different things that I feel like not just critics, but even audiences have to understand the difference. Not being done well and not having purpose are not one and the same.
0: Exactly. Exactly. You just like need to have some evolution on the way of analyzing. Like it doesn't. It doesn't mean that. If if he doesn't get anything out of the film, that's his problem. That's not the film's problem because the film was made yeah. successfully. It it created something that never happened before, and that's where it succeeded. Every film, and when you end it, it, it you have something new.
1: What I love is that this because it's not a remake, it's almost its own little world. Like it's, this is the starting point for the 101 Dalmatians, right? Like yeah. at the end of the movie, we get a stinger of literally. You know Pongo and um and uh, what's the the, the the female dog's name? Uh, par par parithia, par uh, perdita, um, No. Yeah, is it a perdita? No. Per, who am I thinking of? Who's perdita? Who? Where did I get that name from? <laughs> Wait, <what's> name? <laughs> Was I watch Army of the Dead? Then that's Gita.
3: It does. Um, I feel like it does start with a P though. It is P.
1: It's it's Pongo and Pongo cool. Pongo and, and. Perdita. It is Pongo and Perdita. Okay, yeah. It's okay. Perdita.
3: It's not. Per- that's not how you pronounce it. Perdita,
1: I don't know. Perdita, P-E-R-D-I-T-A. perdita. Per-
3: That's not how you pronounce it. How do you do per- the thing where it tells you how to pronounce something?
1: <laughs> no. I don't know.
2: Like it's pronounce. like
3: it's like Google will like say it.
2: Perdita pronunciation. We've Got to wrap up.
1: Perdita. I do see something here that says per- No, it's only six of perdita. Yeah, perdita. Yeah, what other, what other
3: way do you say it? What is happening? The volume's all the way down. Perdita. I'm confused. Okay. I, feel like I'm in, like, I feel like I'm in... I've, yeah. But I'm the sorry. Fact that we right. get, the fact that we get
1: introduced to this world of Pongo and Perdita and then knowing what comes next, like, is great. This this movie entirely served a purpose to open up this world to then tell another story that we know that this character belongs. And I really wish that mofo. It's weird. Like as much as I love this movie and just the fact that like you know the critics consensus on this film and I, I, whoever writes these we're on Tomatoes, yo, kudos to you because it is kind of like really clever. Cruella can't quite answer the question of why its title character needed an origin story, but this dazzling visual feast is awfully fun to watch whenever its leading ladies lock horns. One, why does any movie matter as to if its title character needed an origin story? That that's not the point of making movies. Is, do we need this? No. I, I when I hear a uh, critic say that, oh, it's not necessary. We didn't need. This. Who cares? Did you enjoy it? <laughs> if you're if you're if you're busying yourself with that question, you miss the entire yes. point. Looking of at art.
0: them like you just feel that they failed of understanding the core of entertainment, the core of filmmaking, the core of cinema. That they chose this as living, and they chose this as something that they they have the enthusiasm and the passion for, but they don't get it because. That's when you create something that you don't know that you need it till you see it, and even if you don't need it, you are entertained. You got you got the purpose, which is no purpose, and that's where it succeeded. Like, but they don't get it.
2: I like it. I like it. I like where we're going. We're gonna cancel critics. No.
1: <laughs> Can, cancel critics. But yo, know, if you if you could pick a um a, the next Disney live action villain origin story, who would you pick?
3: Ooh.
0: Oh. Bro, what are
2: you talking about? We're gonna write it. It's Hook.
0: Scar. I think you guys should write Hook. Really, it sounds so intimate. Sounds Yo, intimate. I want Scar. There's this chick I
1: follow on TikTok that does animations of Disney, um, like anica- like an- animal characters, but as humans. And the one of Scar looks so. good. I'm gonna send it to you. It looks so good. I'm like, I kind of want to see that show. <laughs> like, like Scar looks like super duper cool as this black dude with dreads and like it's it's oh my it's, it's great. I would love Scar like i i i, I would, but i feel like we got a lot of what made scar tick inside of the animated original and even sure. also like what Chiwetel edge of does in the um you know in the in the remake um that john Farwell did in what 2019 yeah, yeah sure. 2019 um so I me mean, but uh, but scar's a great villain right absolutely great villain um in order i would have ursula first mm. played by tessa thompson
0: I cannot wait for, for want, Ursula played by Melissa McCarthy next
1: year. I, I, I can definitely wait well, on yeah. that one. But if I, <laughs> I could get in like an alternate universe, you know, the origin story of her before she herself was cursed. And it's like this mix. Imagine of uh, the greatest showman, but under the sea. That's what I want with Tessa Thompson as Ursula, right? Hmm. And then my second film will be Jafar. I want the guy that was in that. Yo, if you haven't seen Profile, See it. It's fantastic. Uh, Shazad Latif, I love this dude. I want him playing Jafar, all
0: right? Yes. I'm sorry, that you know, um, been, Mr. Urkazi. Way like, better than Marwan Kinzari playing uh, Jafar in Aladdin. More. Juan is just he's he he wasn't doing it for me,
1: but the fact that I can kind of go back and I want to see this Jafar in like this kind of shadow and bone type war film where we see him growing in his powers, growing up, you know, um you know, from nothing, rising up the ranks inside the military, falling in love, losing his love, and then that's what turns his heart into stone, and then we get him at the entrance into um the cave of what was the cave of wonders or something like that inside the beginning of the film. Um, I would just love yeah. that and then, of course. The hook movie that myself, Shama, and Raúl are gonna write to marry into this universe, but starring either Richard Madden or Jamie Dornan.
0: Oh, boom! Okay. That's it. In That's my mind, like I That's... cannot think of uh, Tessa Thompson like uh, singing uh, the song of Ursula, like these poor souls. <laughs> Man, like, well, yeah, beautiful. but remember, this is the prequel, so we
1: going to have to have something a little bit different. She's gonna, you know, find something to kind of delight in her own. But um, yeah, I want to, I want to see it.
2: Mm. I don't uh, I, like. I would like to see her reach. The acting chops of Tessa Thompson, but like I still stick by Queen Latifah as Ursula.
0: I
1: would. Yeah, like but then I mean, I guess in my mind, the the villain the villain origin story would be someone that's
0: younger. Oh yeah, it's origin- you know before oh, they you know so she was because if not she didn't have these things.
1: Yeah, if I could recast Melissa McCarthy, get her out the way, and put um, uh, 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 Divine Joy Randolph from uh, *Dolomite Is My Name* that's Ursula. Oh okay 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 yeah. Okay.
2: I like it. So, back to Cruella. Final thoughts, <laughs> Shama. <laughs> Quick final thoughts. Let's go.
0: This is an unexpected Disney movie. It really, really surpassed my anticipation. And uh, as we said like throughout this episode, it refreshed the, the live-action remakes. It uh, the, the way that especially Disney started like giving us in the the latest years, you know, beauty and the beast, like the, the remake of the same here. This is not what we were looking for. We didn't even feel that we wanted this film. And then when it happened, it's, it's amazing. Um, it's a great universe to dig into, especially like with this PG 13 rating, which is so smart and risky from Disney, but like, that's what we wanted. And I'm glad that they listened. Um, to make the movie more interesting to adults, you, you, you're not you're not targeting the six to nine. You should be targeting nine to ninety nine, and uh, and it succeeded this time. And I hope every time they will they will do more. Colby.
1: yeah, man. I mean, Kuala exceeded every expectation that I didn't have because <laughs> I came in completely right. cold, and it delivered. On everything. It's fun. It's fashion filled. It's fashion forward. It's a revenge heist movie. It's also a dog movie. Like it lets the bad guys (laughs) be bad guys doing bad things. It doesn't, you know, try to like sanitize it. Um, It knows exactly the kind of movie that it wants to be from start to finish. And it revels in it. I appreciate it. It looks, it sounds spectacular. And it's yet another Colby told me perfect score.
3: Ooh. Okay, I won't get into that, but um, (laughs) it was really good, and I agree with a lot of what you guys are saying.
2: My final thoughts are simple. Finally, Disney made another great, keyword great, live action reimagining. We haven't seen one since the very first one, which is Cinderella. (laughs) Hmm. So it is way Way, way overdue. And actually, quickly, I want to, before we get to report cards, Colby, I'll start with you, the guest. Give me your top five remakes in order from one to five. One to five? So one's the best.
1: The strongest number one there is Cruella. Number two, The Jungle Book. Number three, Cinderella. Number four, Aladdin. Number five, Christopher Robin.
2: I don't have time to shut you down on why <laughs> Gumball Book is definitely not top five material, but it's okay. You're allowed to have this bed. opinion. Uh,
1: <laughs> Dre.
3: Okay, I'm going to change my list slightly. Okay. In the first number one slot is Cinderella. In the second is Cruella. In the third is Maleficent. In the fourth, nothing, but hopefully they'll make one that deserves the spot. <laughs> In the fifth,
2: Nothing. Oh my God! But hopefully they make <laughs> something that deserves the wow. spot. Wow! That, wow! has got a top three. Ho ho! Yo, what
0: Cheating, about Dumbo, but it's, man? What? No, 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 oh, no! Shut your face hold on. Shama go? Um, my number one is Cinderella. Like what this movie made was like um, uh, unprecedented. We have to find a way to mention <laughs> unprecedented. There. Number two is Cruella. Um. Filmmaking wise, or what's close to my heart, is different. But uh, Beauty and the Beast is for me more than uh, the Lion King, and then the Lion King, and then Maleficent. But uh, I, I, I was about to put the number six Aladdin and number seven Christopher Robin. So I'm glad that Colby put them all the way up there. I love Christopher Robin.
2: I so for my top five, I'm gonna agree with Dre and Sharma. Cinderella is number one, but Cruella is at a close two, and then there's a big drop, and then I have The Lion King, yes, I thoroughly enjoy The Lion King, I'm one of those few people that I prefer this one over the animated one, then I have Maleficent. No, we're not going to get into this. I'm not talking. I'm not touching (laughs) yours. You're not touching mine.
3: Listen, (laughs) Colby, I didn't attack your perfect score, okay? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Chill out. Maleficent at fourth place. And then a massive drop. Beauty and the Beast at fifth place. So that is my top five. Report cards. Colby Mack already told us he gave it a perfect 10 out of 10. Shama.
0: I'm at a nine. At a nine. All right.
2: Dre.
3: Eight point five.
2: Dre's at an eight point five. I am also at an eight point five. That makes our cumulative report card a nine out of ten, which feels so nice to think about.
0: This is awesome.
2: That another uh, Disney, yeah.
0: another oh, yeah. Disney live action
2: film got up there. Toy
0: Story Four was our last at, uh, at that score, I believe.
2: That's right, that's right Well that's it for today's episode Guys Um, Everyone, please make sure Check us out, leave us a review On Apple Podcasts, helps us climb The charts, helps people find us, takes about 10 seconds, if you could hop on there Leave us a review, we appreciate it Colby Mack, my man My brother, thank you for Jumping on and talking to us today about Corella, I was so excited that you Love this film because we're we're often on opposing sides, but with this one, we were able to bond and come together and talk about, like 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 just favorably, you know, and not argue. But will you let the
1: folks know where to find you? Yo, thanks for having me on once again. You can follow your boy. I'm on all the socials at Colby Told Me. That's K O L B Y T O L D Me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Clubhouse. Get at your boy. So when they ask you where you heard it from, you can tell them Colby Told Me. Peace. Oh, and team, where can
0: people find you?
3: You can find me at Ezer Photo. That's E-Z-E-R on Instagram.
0: You can find me at Mohamed Shema on Twitter.
2: And you can find me at the Raúl Nevado Twitter and Instagram. And you can find us at MReportPod on Twitter and Instagram. And the site, make sure you check it out, MReportPod.com. Hey, be a part of the show. If you have a report, let us know. This is yours. Minorities Report. Peace.